Let's get it. Welcome to Grizz Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? Man, surviving and thriving. Man, I love you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have actual basketball to talk about today, bro. The rookies went out to Milwaukee Saturday night, got that dub, and the dress rehearsal on Monday. What the hell did we just watch? Are we gonna win the finals? 82 and 0. <laughs> let's get into all of it i want to start there man the dress rehearsal on monday santi aldama starting in place for jaron jackson jr a massive question that may have been answered um yeah. who's going to start in place for trip santi let's start there man he went off saucy santi baby that's the nickname staple it um look the two biggest things we were worried about with a Jaron replacement. We've talked about it. Defensive presence or the three-point scoring. stretch The stretch of floor ability type sort of a thing. I, I didn't pay too much attention to the defensive side because we were kind of – the biggest defensive takeaway I got was from a guy we'll talk about, I'm sure, here soon, clamping up the former number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pay too much attention to Saucy on that side of the ball. But <laughs> – did he hit some threes? Uh, and it was – I heard someone talking about it. They were like, it was the confidence in the shot. Yeah. Whereas last year, you saw him catch it and kind of hesitate, and then by that time, you're no longer open. And so you would either force the bad shot or you would pass it away. This mm-hmm. time, he'd catch it and let it fly. And it's what we're trying to get Jake LaRevy to do. It's a little side note. But Santi let it fly, and it went in. I mean, obviously, you and I both know five of six from three is not something we're going to expect night in, night out. Mm-hmm. But if you can hit it at just a reasonable clip, Ja will find you. And Ja found him. He flourished, and he looked awesome. Saucy Santi starting sounds like a good little thing for a week and a half before Jaron's back. (laughs) As you said, man, three-pointers. He started four for four. He ended up with 21 points in just 24 minutes and six rebounds. I mean, Santi, the defensive end, he held his ground. I mean, it's Orlando Magic. We're not really worried about anybody there. I, you know, I'm worried about Julius Randle on opening night, but, I mean, that, that, that's that. But Santi on the offensive end, if he can knock down threes like that, because this is a guy that shot in the low 20s percentage-wise from three last year, but, you know, he didn't get enough opportunity. That's a small sample size. If he can knock down shots – especially around John Morant. That's what's going to keep him on the floor right now. Defensively, I think we'll be fine either way. You're not going to – like 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 I was arguing with Zaire, man. Like I'm not worried about Tim Duncan coming out or anybody that we really have to guard at that four spot. I think Santi, if he knocks down shots, he's there. Or Kenny Lofton coming out. Shit. Sorry, sorry. That's that's way. Speak going. on that's Kenny Saturday night, man. Speak on no. Dude. Speak on Kenny Saturday night. I want to. We're touching on it all. I want to hear it. All right. Look, this is the question I wrote down, like verbatim. Mm-hmm. Kenny Lofton NBA contract soon. I'm telling you, dude. R.I.P. Serge Ibaka. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Serge, dude. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I saw the 20 number, and I was like. No way Chris Middleton's playing this game and Kenny Lofton's doing that to him. So I was under the assumption that it was Chris Middleton. And then I finally looked at the boss score. I was like, bro, that was Serge Ibaka? I was like, dude, that's that's bad. I mean, Serge Ibaka was recently most, one of like the most renowned shot blockers in the league. I mean, I don't think I'm wild in saying that. I remember the Serge Ibaka days where he was like defensive player of the year type caliber stuff. So like, Dude, but Kenny Lofton it just impresses every time he's out there. Yes, I man. understand. He, I think this year 
I'm going to go ahead and say it. Next year, he will have an NBA contract with the Grizzlies. Uh, and I'm just going to say it right now. It might even happen sooner than that. But I'm telling you right now, if he goes into the G League and dogs people the way he does, I can see a G League MVP type year out of him. But he has to continue to lose some weight. Obviously, your versatility with the weight is a thing. But, like, he plays really well with it despite it. But the fouls are what I'm going to be looking at. And can, the defensive end, can you hold up? Because your offensive – stuff is electric um i mean he banged that one three and then he felt it so well that he tried to shoot the next three and it was justice winslow style off the backboard <laughs> and so i was like all right chill 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 get him up but then get he started body but I, I i'm gonna say it right now kenny lofton will have an nba contract soon absolutely man and i'm here for it i hope he does at the end of this year um i'm gonna go back to monday real quick just with that magic yeah, sorry. game no, 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 no no i'm so glad you mentioned that because not only Kenny Lofton Saturday night played well, all four of the rookies played great. Uh, yeah. Jake LaRavia, I believe he had a slow start, um, mm-hmm. and then he was able to finish out okay. But, yeah, I mean, Kennedy Chandler looked good as well, and Vince Williams, Vince Williams was knocking down shots too. So it was really, really encouraging. You know, yeah. these DeAnthony Melton, Kyle Anderson whispers about how much we yeah. miss them are getting quieter and quieter, and it's only the start of the season. So hopefully that will be at the back of our mind for most of this season. Absolutely. Back to Monday night. Um, I do have an article out right now, three takeaways from the Orlando Magic game. Um, I'm not going to give them away, but after this podcast, you'll have an idea. Have an, <laughs> yeah, I had to plug it a little bit. After this podcast, you'll have an idea what they are. Let's move to the, the head of the snake, man. John Morant is still absolutely incredible. He's still one of the best point guards, if not the best point guard in the entire association. My God, dude, 22 points in 22 minutes. And it's again with Ja, how he got those points. A steal to a 360 dunk. The Euro step. It was just absolutely showtime. Somebody went underneath the screen. He made him pay for it by hitting a three ball. It was really, really fun out of 12, man. Jack, we're trying to keep clothes on in this podcast. You're going to have to stop. Stop. (laughs) No, dude. This is one preseason game. Can you imagine us in the playoffs? Oh, my God. I'm telling you right now. Like, I know y'all hear me say 82 and 0, and I'm joking. After watching that game, like, and there's a, I'm going to hit on some other teams for a minute. Just, I know this is Grizz talk, but like, there are teams in the league that do not care as much about regular season. They will coast, they will rest their starters, uh, they won't play back to backs, like, micromanage them. There are teams that do that because they know all they got to do is make it in the playoffs, and they have players that will win them playoff series. The Grizzlies, take no matter to that they're like no 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 we want to win we hate losing we want to beat you and we want to we want to obliterate you um that's what i saw from every player like um but sir number 12 was at the lead of that snake like you just said and dude mvp that sounds too easy at this point (laughs) i i was saying i was like he's in mid-season form if he looks like this at beginning october can you imagine march Like, like, oh like what God. is this? And the fact that he had three to four steals as well, I know we've been complaining about him <laughs> defensively, but that is progress. I'm not overreacting just yeah. yet. I'm going to wait and see what the regular season, if the effort is there night in, night out. Hopefully it can be. But, you know, notching three to four steals is a hell of a start. Absolutely. And this is a – like, obviously, yes, this is a preseason game, but this is also a hell of a start with how much you were – like, you're a phenom now, like – Everybody has you on their podcast. Everybody talks about you on ESPN, TNT, anything. Everyone is talking about you. You're on everything. Your jersey is probably one of the biggest sellers right now. 
you going out there and looking like that in just a preseason game, like to me, it's one of those things where you're like, he doesn't look at it like a preseason game. That's a basketball game. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, he's going to play like that night in, night out. And so, man, oh, I'm so ready for October 19th, baby. Dude, I'm so ready to hopefully we blow the New York Knicks off the damn floor. By the way, uh, just another plug for you and I, Cooper. We will be going to the Grizzlies open practice. This Sunday is completely free. October 9th at noon on Sunday, October 9th. Completely free. See John Morant and the rest of your Grizzlies there. And hey, if you want to meet up with us, DM me at Jack Hampton on Instagram. DM me at Jack Hampton on Instagram. Meet both of us. We can meet up, talk some basketball, do whatever. But, yes, we will be there, and I expect you to be there as well if you are a Grizzlies fan. Back to this. Bain, uh, Bain looked well. as you know, I mean, He looked like uh, the Hulk, and I love the short hair, and I, I, I like I the three-point shooting as well. That surprised no one. He was a little bit of a facilitator. He didn't have too many assists, but I liked some of the passes I saw from him. Stuff off the dribble as well looked good for Dez. Yeah. Des is gonna Des is gonna be an all star this year. It's gonna be and it's it's the new dad vibe for Desmond. He got he got a little baby recently, and I I think he he gonna be an all star because he got that new dad vibe. So he he working on the dad bod now, but his dad bod's like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson type of dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely love it. I think he's gonna be an all star as well. He has that potential. We we just talked about get off the dribble, you know, get some shot creation ability. You're gonna be just fine. I think he can do that. Absolutely, for sure, if we're a top three seed. Um, yeah. I'm going to move to Brandon Clark. Um, he was he did come off the bench. Obviously, Sandy started. Brandon Clark and Zaire Williams were the first two off the bench, so that's going to be our sixth and seventh man right there. How did you feel about that? Because I personally loved having two energy guys like that off the bench. I was just about to say, having guys that give it their all regardless, and then I'm pretty sure the next guy was Jitty. If not, he was the, the guy after – uh, the next guy. So th- that's three guys that are just going to hustle and give it their all. Um, I liked what I saw from Brandon. Uh, he had the floater game working. He had the lobs, obviously. Uh, I think I saw one or two threes out of Zaire. Um, so they both looked fine. Um, I do kind of want to pose a question. Let's do just it. to get in some controversy. Let's do it. Does the play of Santee, obviously looking a little further down the road, say Jaron's back now, does the play of Santee make one of Brandon or Santee expendable now in that backup four position? Or do you think that it, it makes kind of both of them like look better together? Make Brandon or who expendable? Uh, Santee. Like, because obviously one of them's going to have to start while Jaron's out. So like when Jaron comes back, they're obviously both moving to the bench. Does that make one of them expendable for our bench? Having two guys that play the power forward? Does that make one of them expendable? Hate to bring up our argument last week, man. I know. I did it intentionally. <laughs> you keep trying to turn people against me. I'm I not. Hate. I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it may. It may. Um, I was just going to bring something up like that because speaking of expendable, I'm, I'm going to pivot to somebody who I think is expendable right now. Um, I don't know what his trade value is. I, I think it'd be at peak of powers right now coming off his playoff run and people seeing him play on national TV, especially in that Minnesota series. But Xavier Tillman did not play the backup five in this game. Yeah. Brandon Clark. Has he played at all? Um, I don't, I don't, let me, let I don't me think he played in the, bu- he didn't, he, he didn't play in the Bucks game either. Cause I, I saw it and I was like, so either he's hurt or. Yeah. Tillman got like the way I Tillman got no run in the magic game. 
Yeah. Um, I'll I'll check the Bucks real quick because that showed me because the only thing that I saw Xavier Tillman and PT is at that backup five if you wanted to play BC at four. But I, I don't think it's that way. They have BC at the five uh, in the backup rotation. No, Xavier Tillman did not play in the Bucks game either. Great observation. Pour one out for uh, Xavier Tillman. I'm going to shed a tear like I shed a tear for Javon Carter. It's happening all over again, Jack. It's happening all over again. Uh, okay, nothing will ever compare to your love affair with Javon Carter. Honestly, that's gonna be my next jersey. If only I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna go buy a Bucks Javon Carter. Even though he did, he did kind of have a turnover that led. I think to you're a gonna have to get that one custom gone. made. Yeah, I think it's gonna be <laughs> custom made. It, it's gonna be like create your own jersey. You're gonna put a five and Carter on the back. Javon Carter. I, fine, I'll do it. I know you. I'll, will. Pay, a little, I'll pay thirty extra. <laughs> I was just about to say you'll be paying a cool two fifty for that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not Javon, but yeah. I'm worried. I don't know if it's an injury concern with X. I after obviously this was before the Bucks game when I made this observation, but I was like, after seeing him not play in the Bucks game, and I saw who everybody who else who didn't play, I was like, maybe they're playing to play him as that starting four next to uh, Steven coming into the season. So they were like, you don't need to play. But then when obviously like we said earlier, the dress rehearsal against the Magic, he still didn't play. So I'm like. Uh, you're getting the DMPs right now, and this is preseason. Like, this is prime X time. So, I'm just – I don't know if there's an underlying injury that we just don't know about because they're not – obviously, not, Grizzlies are very <laughs> tight to the vest with that stuff. Yeah. But oh, for sure. I don't know if that's it or if they're working on a trade, and so he might not be here. But I will pour one out for X if he leaves. Pour one out, man. Pour one out. Speaking of uh, – speaking of pouring one out – Casamigo style, John Moran. I'm going to talk about two lineups I liked with 12, man. Um, LaRavia, I mean, obviously the rest of the rookies outside of Jake LaRavia got run in garbage time, but really in this dress rehearsal part of the game that I think Taylor Jenkins used as a ramp up for the regular season, um, LaRavia was the only rookie to play, and he was yep. paired with John Moran a lot of the time, which makes complete sense. You want a yeah. sniper right next to John, ja, just like you play Desmond Bain and John ja Morant together. Their minutes were staggered because Jaron being out, they want, you know, the two best players, they want their minutes to be staggered, have either Bain or Jaw in at all times. Makes sense, right? And another one, yeah. a guy we just resigned, Tyus Jones, in that John ja Morant lineup. That was very, very evident in this game. And, you know, I love to see it, especially it's just good seeing Tyus in a Grizzlies uniform because we sweated about that all summer long. We did, we did. Um, and to kind of reiterate, going back to Bain a little bit, his off or his dribbling skills make it to where, where like we love the Tyus and Jai lineup because Tyus is the playmaker and Jai has to come off ball and just run around and make wreak right. habit. With Bain gaining that skill, it also makes it to where he can bring the ball off the court, start a possession, and Jai come in, catch the ball, get ahead of steam, and go down. So I love the fact that we have multiple guys that can handle the ball right now. Uh, including Bain and Tyus. Um, but also, shout out Kennedy. I, I think he's played great. That's fine. Shout it's, out. it's really exciting to see. Yes, I love it. I love it. Shout out Kennedy Chandler. I think he's really come – every, like, soundbite I hear from him, he's accepting that role in South Haven. Yeah. I think that's Absolutely. incredibly good for him. We heard John Contrar talk about what a big step that was for him and, you know, no one bigger than Santi Aldama right now. I'm so glad Santi came out and played well. I just hope – I don't expect him to perform this great offensively, but just be <laughs> reliable on defense. 
and, and you and knock down some threes, you'll be straight. First time All Star Santi Aldama, Jesus write it down, Christ. book yeah. it, book it. Most improved MVP, Rookie <laughs> of the Year technically because I don't think he played enough games to qualify last year. Right. If not, I'm sorry. He's winning all of them. He's coming home with all of them. Santi Aldama, saucy Santi, spicy Santi, if you will. We have spicy peas, so we can't do spicy Santi, but saucy Santi will work. I love it. <laughs> also, what I, I got three more things to mention with this game. Sorry, I just sorry everyone. We keep talking about this magic game. I just sat down, watched this, and like regurgitated everything on a paper because I was so excited that all the starters and everything were playing. But pain points obviously were evident even more so with this new NBA rule of the take fouls being eliminated. Um, 26 in the first half alone. A little funny piece of news. SA, a guy we're going to talk about right after this. He got a technical foul in this game, which is hilarious because they were treating it like it was a damn game five of the NBA finals. Um, And a piece of encouraging news in my final point with this game, Dylan Brooks. um, We're accustomed to seeing him take terrible, horrible shots and we're accustomed to him being great on defense. He was great on defense. That surprised no one. But what did surprise me, out of all the starters, everyone took more shots than Dylan Brooks except Steven Adams. Dylan Brooks kind of knew his role. He wasn't getting going, so he's not going to shoot the ball 15 to 20 times like he would last year. He only took four to five shots, I believe, in this game. All right, it may have been six, but shout out to DB, man. I, I love to see that. Do you think that will last? Do you think Dylan will accept his role? I hope so. I do too. Um, and – Honestly, it's kind of a cool thing that Santi took more than him being in a starting lineup because Dylan, theoretically, in our seven shots is the fourth bet. Mm. Dylan did, yeah. Um, but that's fine. That's I'm Mm. fine with seven shots if they're within the offense and they're not stupid. I got I hit one three, I'm gonna go down and shoot seven other ones. But like, he has to understand that he is the fourth best option on our starting lineup. Ja comes before you, Bane comes before you, and when Jaron is back, he comes before you. You have to understand that you are the fourth guy that we look at to score points. You are out there to do what you did to Paolo. I'm, and obviously, I, I know this isn't a magic podcast, but were you shocked that Paolo just could not get anything going on him? I wasn't really, to be honest, because, I mean, it's a kid's first like game in a real yeah. year. Like, I, I understood it. But, yes, I was shocked that coming off Summer League, how great he looked. I expected him, him awesome. to – him to be better than um i believe it was two for nine i expect him to be better than that i mean that's abysmal and dylan brooks i mean he did use all five of his fouls so yeah he sure (laughs) did but he will he will get paid if he does that that is that is the recipe for your extension your recipe for your extension is not average 26 points per game on 20 percent shooting because you shot it 100 times your recipe for success is average double digits on good efficiency shooting minimal shots within mm-hmm. the offense, playing your butt off on defense. He plays like that night in, night out. He can be an all-defensive player. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you there. And I, I, if he has, like, a good shot selection, all-star caliber, I mean, seriously. Can we, get, can we just get all five starters? Like, can we just, like, <laughs> manufacture – I mean – you can get Ja, Bane, Dylan, Saucy, Santi, and then Jaron when he comes back. I mean, we can we can get five All Star starters. I think, like realistically, John Bane, obviously, and yeah, I think obviously. Dylan is on the verge of that. He just has to fix his shot selection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I believe that. All I right, mean, well, that- Wiggins Wiggins got in last year for less. I mean, literally less points than Bane, but it was because he was like their best defender. And I do shout out Clay Thompson. Like as much as I clown on Clay Thompson for him calling Jaron a bomb. The fact that he was like, 
Uh, man, I'm so glad Wiggins gets to guard the best player on every team the other night. I don't know how I did that all those years ago. Man, it's exhausting watching him do that. I was like, that's that's pretty funny because it is exhausting. But like, yes. that's why Dylan's there. So, like, I'm bringing all, all to come back around to Dylan. That's why you're there. You're there to exhaust the best player on the team, whoever that is. Every team has one. That's your role. That's your role. Mm-hmm. Nothing more than that. <laughs> you're exactly right, man. I think that's where his value is on this team. Um, because the shot selection thing, that is a make or break deal for me. It, it really yeah. is. That is a difference between us trading your ass at the deadline or you you're, get to hang around for this because if he has the same shot selection problem, I know people run an all-time low in the playoffs with him and then they are now at you know some heavenly spot with him, which makes absolutely zero sense no, to me. I'm yeah. still in the middle, but if the shot selection thing is a problem, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Um, Chris Vernon, he's been in this business. He's covered this team for 20 plus years since they've been in this town. He alluded it to trading Rudy Gay. Nobody liked it, but it had to be done. You know, trading OJ Mayo. It's, it's what is required. Yep. But anyways, Uh, I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. (laughs) No, I know you are. Uh, Obviously I'm way higher on Dylan because I love Dylan and he's just culture king right now, but I, I know your answer for this, but I'm going to ask for two players. Do you think Dylan will be extended by that October 17th deadline? or And also, do you think Brandon will be extended by that October 17th deadline? I think they both will. Uh, I okay. really think they both will. Just, you know, kind of hearing what Zach Kleiman had to say at Media Day, he said that they're a part of this future, and I don't think he would. Zach does everything for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like months before the John Moran extension, he was like, yes, he will be the highest paid, you know, guy in franchise history. He's saying they're a future because they already have probably negotiated this extension. They're just going to offer it. It's going to become in writing. Um, what would you say, October 17th? October 17th, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the deadline for it. I, I'm honestly different on you. I, I think Dylan might be that guy that we extend at the end of the year. And also, I, I kind of – with Saucy Santa's play, I mean, I can see Brandon being pushed off. But I, I do think you're right. Zach Kleiman did kind of lay it out there like he was literally gifting you the answer. He was like, they're a part of our future. So I do. I can't see a world where they're both extended by that 17th yeah, uh, deadline. Yeah. I think they are, too. Let's move to um, the essay extension, man. I'll let you tell this one. Yes, sir. So, honestly, was not prepared to find this. But uh, look, just, I, I was out there on ESPN looking at – uh, college football news, or I was looking uh, on Instagram for college football news. Us to argue about USC national champions. Shout out our uh, Hampton Sports Podcast. Go tap in. Yeah, that or uh, just looking at how much better Jackson Dart is than uh, Will Levis. What about Hendon Hooker? I don't talk about people who don't play football on Saturdays. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm getting carried away. But anywho, I still want to find – I love you, bro. Uh, <laughs> I stumbled upon a two-year, twenty-six point two, if I believe, uh, million-dollar extension. Sounds for correct. Our boy, Steven Adams. I was pleased to see it. I honestly was kind of surprised at the number. I thought it was way lower than uh, typical. I think this is right above like your mid-tier starter, uh, center-type salary, which I'm a-okay with because obviously everything Steven does really doesn't show up in a box score. His right. rebounds show up in a box score, but everything else that he does for this team is not in the box score. You just you just hit on one of my favorite parts about him. He's going to be the bodyguard for every single player on this team, especially John Morant. He got a technical in a preseason game because this team plays every game like it's their last. So 
I love the energy on this team. Steven Adams couldn't be a better dude to get that paycheck. But uh, getting me I fired up. I, I, I know. Well, dude, you almost had me taking my clothes off earlier talking about Josh. So I mean, <laughs> bro, everything you just said about SA, man. Yes, you texted me about it, and I replied, I absolutely love it, man, because. I saw a video going around on Twitter. It was a minute and a half to two minute video of purely just Steven Adams blocking people out for John Morant to get open, open looks at the rim layups, dunks, whatever. And I had no idea. Like I've seen SA do that a million times, but I didn't know you could compile that much from just one season. So he is so crucial to this team. He's the perfect big around job around jaw. And you know, me as an ultimate, like grizzly pessimistic guy, but this, like, you will not find a big that is a better fit to this team than Steven Adams. And the fact that you get him on the price that you did through a trade that no one liked at the time. We thought ev- yeah. everyone and their mother covering this team thought after Jonas Valanciunas, we were taking a step back. They win 56 games, tie the franchise yeah. record, and Steven Adams had a big part to do with that. Yeah, and one of the biggest things, the, the whole reason they got rid of Jonas for Steven Adams, Jonas had to have his paint touches. Yes. Steven could care less. He, if he went a 10 game stretch and didn't have a single field goal attempt, he would not miss a beat. No. And he, and I, I'm going to hit on one thing that obviously most people, the people, the people that are on the side of the disliking Steven Adams tree really look at this Go to as hell. a negative, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a put it in a positive light. His ability and mentality to when Taylor Jenkins comes up to him in a Timberwolves series saying, Hey, we're going to put X in your starting position because we're going to have to play a matchup and we can't play you for him not to be sitting there and being like, screw this. I'm not playing again for this team. Him to be like, I want to win. So whatever you got to do. And we obviously win that series and he comes back and he played awesome against the Warriors. And we desperately needed him in the two games that he missed because we got sorely out rebounded, but he's, he's a pros pro. He is a pure, uh, uh, professional and he understood the assignment. He obviously he knew he was getting played off the court. Obviously, I think the Timberwolves matchups a little bit different this year because if if you play him off the court, it also means Rudy Gobert's got played off the court. So like I'm fine with him <laughs> with that matchup now. But like um, Steven Steven is awesome. He's Jaws bodyguard. I was at the game where he picked up Tony Bradley for getting all up in Jaws grill. One of the funniest, one of the funniest five minutes fans of my life. You um, stood up, took your shirt that. off and flipped them off. I still can't believe you did that. <laughs> absolutely kidding. You know, absolutely kidding. Yeah, Cooper and no, I, we do uh, like to heckle though. We're, we have some, fun. we do. We do heckle. I mean, shout out, uh, Cade Cunningham. Cause we weren't the only ones heckling him that night. And I'm pretty sure he uh, called a uh, Jaws dad, a bitch. <laughs> for heckling them he made it he finally made a three and he goes you like that or something like that he turned around and walked away i was like shit that's awesome shit you're of age now i may have to get you an 11 dollar beer hell who the hell knows what you'll do then <laughs> god the fact that you said 11 dollar beer that's just beyond we'll, we'll never be drinking alcohol there we're too much no. of a ner- we're too big of nerds just we just like to watch the game <laughs> we're nerds and we're also the cheapest human beings you can find so like <laughs> but we'll be on that 10th row on a monday night against san antonio spurs some at some point come on stop it we're going to the jazz game are you kidding me oh my god yes and you I'm and i will there. argue about the jazz like you do on every <laughs> the entire episode. game Yes, yes, the entire game. I'm going to be like, look at this garbage. We're up by 48. And you're like, no, dude, Walker Kessler is a walking bucket. No, nah, we're going to be we're gonna be up by 48. And I'm going to be like, yeah, but look up. Colin Sexton's got 50 right now. 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! I, I want you to know, I'm probably drafting Colin Sexton in my fantasy. I, I, you I, did, I want man. you to know, I will. I, I will draft him. Bro, he's a good player, but the like yeah. light you talk about this guy it is just absolutely outrageous to me. Dude, he's coming he's off awesome. a major injury. I, I just I don't know. get it. I don't. I know. I gotta think, I gotta do some mock drafts, see where he's going. Cause if he's going like before the seventh round, I might not be able to take him. But, <laughs> You're like, gonna take his ass in the second, man. Stop. Stop. I'm taking him third overall. What's your <laughs> Actually, ahead I'm, of I'm Kevin go. Durant, Colin Sexton, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Dude, I had ahead of John Moran. I'd take him above John, but that's not him. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Bro. I'd take any Grizzly player bro, over Colin Sexton. Seriously, I, I, I'd draft Jaw top three, top five in fantasy with the opportunity he's gonna have beginning of the season. Don't, don't spoil my plans. I got I got the third pick, baby. I'll keep it hush-hush. I got you, bro. Yeah, keep it on the down low. You know that boy going to be on my team. Yeah, shout out Connor Larler, man. He got 10th. Ah, uh, dude, I bet he's upset. No, nah, he actually was fine with it. I need to he's see him. He's my witness soon. every time I randomize it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I need to see his, but he in California. Oh, shit, is he? All right, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's where he goes to school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I have, to, I have to get some info on that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with? So we talked about the SA extension, the Magic game, a little bit of the Bucks game. Um, oh, that's we didn't we didn't hit on Big Body Roddy. So I'm gonna shout out Big Body Roddy. He had a <laughs> dude. He had that turnover, and that was like the biggest point where I saw like the take foul thing because Javon Carter literally could have tackled him, but he was like, ah, I don't want to give up a tech. And bro, Roddy is fast. Like that boy took off, put another gear, and smacked it down in the goal. I was like, "All right, cool." So shout I out, like that. Shout out, Big Body Roddy. Shout out, Big Body Rod, man. Shout out, Big Body Rod. Um, one more thing before we get off of here, uh, I'm just gonna ask you on air because hopefully we will see a lot of people that watch this podcast there. But uh, what time do you want to meet up and go to the go to the thing Sunday? Starts at noon. Yeah, starts in, I think it starts at like twelve thirty. But the first five hundred, I believe get um an autographed like picture or some shit oh we'll be we'll be there early then probably <laughs> i bet it's on it's on sunday so it, we'll be there early but i couldn't give you a definitive time probably like 11 30 12 okay. somewhere in there perfect we'll meet up at 11 30 then sounds good yeah because i'm excited i want to I get that autographed picture too. i'm gonna bring the camera by the way bro so we can get like some content for instagram or whatever be up be up Grow up. all right well that's all i got that's all you got Yes, sir. Go Grizz. Go Grizz, man. 82 and 0. It's a good start. It's a good 82 start. 82 and 0. All right, bro. Well, Cooper, hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too.